Hey Tia, got milk? Hi, welcome back to my podcast. I'm Zoya, your host, and you are listening to The Black Sprout. This week, we're talking all things bra. So, we see the first depiction of what we consider to be a bra or what looked like a bandeau at that time around the 14th century. So female Mimoan athletes would be seen wearing these bandeau-like cover-up tops while playing sports. And so even before that happened, women were wearing like simple sheath dresses underneath their undergarments and they were leaving them titty hanging. (laughs) They didn't have anything holding them up, supporting them or anything like that. So really the first depiction is coming around the 14th century. And so then when we hit about the 16th century, we have the corset. And let me tell you, I am happy we have it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. In fact, I think I plan on wearing a corset this weekend. I love them. But in the 16th century, the corset was a major, major shift in women's undergarment fashion. So women in France were starting to embrace this new fashion statement in hopes of achieving the perfect female body. And when I tell you at that point, it was an inverted cone shape. And that's not shade. This is a comment to say that it is very interesting that we make changes um, based on what's going on, like fashion that's happening in the moment. And fashion is forever changing. And it's kind of like the be all end all, like corsets were changing body shape they were cinched in people couldn't breathe people would pass out like I used to watch a lot of documentaries growing up and I remember that being one of the things about corsets is about how unbreathable and how unfunctionable they were and you know you're going through this time period where tons of things that you're doing but like not necessarily knowing is harmful for you so the makeup they were putting on their skins the corset that was cinching them in all this was killing them it was killing them So the inverted cone shape was the body shape, which is kind of funny because right now we we all want the slim, thick look. But inverted cone was giving the 16th century life at the time. And so most corsets are made at that time would be made out of a long piece of wood, also known as buck or whalebone. And it was sewn into the casting and they were painful. They're painful. Like, imagine something rigid and stiff. Like, if you think that the bra we wear today is uncomfortable, like, think about it. It's like a whole meme, the idea that as soon as you run home, you're, like, popping off your bra for those who wear bras. And it's like, imagine a corset. They were painful. And um, it's kind of hard to pinpoint exactly who was the first inventor of the, like, first bra. But it isn't until about 1907 that the word brassiere is coined for the first time by American Vogue. And doing this like research for the bra stuff this episode was kind of interesting because like I didn't know like Vogue was really giving it to the girlies like Vogue was is honestly and like obviously I knew it's historical and like obviously like I know this historical but it's just very interesting it's like wow Vogue is very historical and forming our fashion sense and what we think is fashion like that is kind of amazing and so anyway in about 1911 the word was added to the Oxford English Dictionary and you know when a word is added to the dictionary that's a wrap and it kind of changed the trajectory after that 
So Mary Phelps Jacobs is a New York socialite, and she invented and patented the first modern bra. So the image of the bra we see today, she did that, and she used two silk handkerchiefs and a ribbon. A pink one, by the way. And I'm actually kind of living for it. Like, I'm kind of living for the simplicity of, like, it's just, like, some fabric and some string holding them boobies up. Basically, Mrs. Jacobs herself also created the backless bra, um, and it was supposed to be lightweight, soft, comfortable, naturally separating the breasts. I will be coming back to this point, but I want to make mention that Mary made a bra that was supposed to be comfortable. You know, it was very simple. No extra fluff. No extra padding, if you will. Eventually, she sold her patent, though, to the Warner Brothers corset company. And the rest is, as they say, is history. Okay, I'm going to actually give you a little bit more history. So by about the 1930s, um, we dropped the term brazier and we went straight to just bra. And so at the same time, SNH Camp and Co. created the first cup sizing scale. And it kind of correlated to the size of the women's breasts and different letters. So giving us, you know, the bra sizes that we know of today, um, A cup, B cup, C cup, D cup, and so on. So they kind of went from having, you know, um, a one size fits all to having specific size for breasts. Um, and then along with that came adjustable straps, padding, hook eyes, and closure. This all just kind of reminds me of the whole concept of beauty is pain. How comfort isn't always prioritized when it comes to fashion, and especially when it comes to women's fashion, and that desirability becomes key. You know what I mean? Like, making, looking your best at the point of, like, your own health detriment is, like, smiled upon. Think about it. Bleaching, tanning, plastic surgery, hair care products... Um, that like chemically straighten your hair or crimp your hair um, just in the sense that it's altering it from its like natural state you know a lot of time people can like get burned and stuff from that think about all the practice that we didn't have access to or we didn't engage in during the pandemic and you know what was what like what stayed necessary so you had women or people who wanted to like do makeup continue wearing makeup but things like wearing bras were dropped. And I think it's interesting because we sit here and we often hear like women are wearing makeup for what men. Women are wearing makeup for men. And women were wearing makeup when they were by themselves. And honestly, think about it. Do you really think that a girl like me is sitting, spending time in front of the mirror, putting on my eyeliner, doing my makeup, doing graphic liner, putting on some eyeshadow or whatever for a boy who didn't know the difference between sage green and army green? Okay, I just want y'all to think about it, that's all. <laughs> Itch the bra. This kind of idea is a newer one. I just mean in the sense of like, I finished talking about like the 1930s. So now we're like speeding fast forward. And we're realizing that a lot of people are ditching the bra. And... I think it's very interesting to find out that 80% of women, like, are ill-fitted for their bras. Like, they're not being fitted properly. Like, you're wearing something for what? What, minimum six hours a day? Think about, like, at school or, like, at work or whatever. It could be even longer. But you're wearing these for, like, up to six 
plus more hours a day and it's not even the right size for you like it doesn't fit you properly like no wonder you're in pain and I think the pandemic had done a great job of making a lot of people kind of re-examine a lot of heteronormative habits traditions and systems so the idea that you're just supposed to put on a bra on the day and it's like wait a second I don't have to do anything no like I literally don't have to do anything and the boob in itself should not be sexualized. I don't know how many times I have to say this. If men can walk around with their little nipples out all the time and not everybody, like some of y'all is pulling a little booby and it's okay. It's fine. Like a genuine leg is fine. But you're pulling, that's a little booby you got right there. How come you can walk out about and nobody's saying like that that's bad, but like girls, some, some, some of y'all don't even have no titties there. Really? You, you kind of flat chested. You, it's okay. We should be allowed out. <laughs> Free my girlies. At this point, however, though, bras, bralettes, and like sports bras make up the majority of women's undergarments in the United States and United Kingdoms. And I would agree. I made the transition about two years ago. Like two years ago, honestly, I just stopped like kind of wearing a bra. I was just sitting here thinking, I'm wearing something, or at least the form of bra that I'm wearing has been curated and, like, fixed by men, if that makes sense. Like, I'm trying to say, I'm putting on something that makes me uncomfortable to wear, for the most part. Just like, I mean, anybody who wears a bra would know, like, straps and your boobs and the sweat and, like, Whatever, it's just pads. It's a lot. And I'm expected to wear something simply because it's like a unsaid standard of society. And it's not even comfortable. Like, it's not even fun for me. So I kind of just stopped wearing a bra, like slowly, slowly, slowly stopped wearing a bra. And like, think about it. You're in a pandemic. You're at home. You're sitting in in Yad. No, I'm joking. You're sitting in your living room, your bedroom, and you're supposed to put on a a torture contraption? I think not. I think not. And so a lot of people right now are stepping away from these, like, fantasy bras that companies like, you know, Victoria's Secret had, like, shoved down their throat and said... This is what you're supposed to be wearing and this is how your boobs are supposed to look like and here's the ultimate dream. And they're moving towards something that's more inclusive, you know, and more diverse that really thinks about the individual, the everyday consumer and not an image of what like women should be and like this unattainable supermodel image. Victoria's Secret was founded by Roy Raymond um, in like 1977 and he made lingerie that was targeted for men. He made it for men. Why? He came, he went to um, go shopping for his wife and he was going to buy her some underwear and he was uncomfortable. So he said, hold up, hold up. We're not doing this. And he said, Victoria's Secret, here she comes. So he chose the name Victoria because it was supposed to invoke this sense of respectability that was associated with like the Victorian era. And so outwardly, Victoria's Secrets are... Um, she's like refined and, you know, she's a lady and classy, but underneath she's got all them secrets and they're hidden. And 
later, the idea of Victoria's Secret Angels came after they started promoting these angel underwears in about the 90s. Um, and Angel sort of later became synonymous with the brand and later, you know, built off it. And we got the Victoria Angels that we know of today. But people are moving away from this. Like, think about it. Victoria's Secret models, what's the first thing you think of when you think of them? Okay, I'm going to tell you me. <laughs> no food. I just look at them and I think, like, what was the last time you ate? I feel like people, I feel like they have assistants that, like, chew chips and, like, huff on them. No, chew food, actually. They're like, mmm, today we're having tomato soup. The, the assistant's sitting there eating the soup and then just blowing the scent onto the, the models, the angels. And then they're taking in it that way. They're like, mmm, yummy. Mmm, tomato soup. Mmm, is that garlic in there? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Um, clearly, it's getting, it's too early for this, but. <laughs> ditching, no, ditching the bra. I want to say, too, like, my experiences with bras, I feel like why I'm so gung-ho about ditching them. <laughs> no, I'm joking. But why I'm probably so gung-ho about ditching them. I remember growing up, and um, my mother didn't think I needed a bra. And honestly, at this point, we'll leave it up to the memory. It's debatable. I might have needed a bra, I might have not. Let's be honest, I needed a bra. And my mom didn't think I needed one. And I remember the girls at school were, like, horrible about, like, the fact that I wasn't wearing a bra and my big honkas in the front of my chest. Like, I'm sorry, guys. The big booby life didn't choose me. No, I didn't choose it. It chose me. It chose me. It picked me. Age 12, it said, you, I'm about to ruin your life. No, I'm joking. Um, but anyway, they were, like, horrible to me. So I remember uh, one day, like, just trying to, like, not have them make fun of the fact, like, I wasn't wearing a bra. So I used to wear this, like, little tank top that had, like, little buckles on the back. Look at me sharing my secrets on the internet. So I used to wear this, like, little tank top that had buckles on the back. And I remember one time, like, one of the girls like went to like like bother me or whatever, touch my back, and then she felt like felt that there's a strap and she was like, Oh. And I was like, Oh, but little did they know, girl, I was scamming, I was scamming. My mom didn't let me have a bra. And when she finally did, God bless her soul, I was so happy. I was so happy. And then now look at me, full circle, ditching it. I begged. I begged for a bra. And now look at me, age twenty one, I barely wear one. And if you see me wear one, that's a good day. Not for me, but for you. <laughs> it's not a good day for me, but it is for you. It's going to be really interesting seeing um, this sentiment, like ditching the bra, free the nipple, like all that stuff in a couple of years. You know, I think it's interesting that people move to a more inclusive bra fashion you know and so you have things like savage fenty that pops up and it's like screaming inclusivity and it's done well for itself right now it's valued at one billion dollars according to Forbes, and that is how fenty got her fortune um we all know i have tons of problems with the billionaires and i still believe in eating the rich but i would say that in the fight against classism when we do have the class war, I think that I would look away from Robin. Rihanna isn't, Rihanna is not me, okay? I don't believe you should be a billionaire. 
But I also am like kind of proud of her. I ain't gonna lie. I ain't gonna lie. But I will say, yeah, I don't believe in billionaires. And I do want to like make that a statement so that people aren't like, oh my God, like, I thought you hated like Jeff Bezos because he's a billionaire. Oh, do you just hate him because he's actually a man? Um, the answer is yes. The answer is yes. It's all of it. But I would also just say that um, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism and there's no ethical way to be a billionaire. It's a sad, it's sad for me, guys. It's like morning. I'm going through it, okay? Like, she's a billionaire. I can't be happy for her because it's against my morals, my ethics. But gosh, what can I say? Women getting money makes me happy. And so I, I love that there's so many references for, like, boobs over the years. But I really want to encourage people to start making choices because they want to. Um, men said that they were uncomfortable and so they took over the bra experience because it made them uncomfortable. Because he was buying something that wasn't for him, for somebody else, but he was uncomfortable. Guys, I'm sorry. I'm just so funny to myself. A man was uncomfortable buying a bra for his partner. So he said, I'm going to change the experience because I was uncomfortable. I just don't have any joy in the sentiment. I can't. How can I? You expect it of me? So burn the bra, leave the bra. Um, I will say that often... Burning the bra, ditching the bra is like a big thing of like liberal feminism. And when it comes to intersectionality and like life, I don't, the bra is not the biggest deal in life, I promise you. Um, at least I don't think that people who are really working for like equity and like gender rights are worried. They're not, okay? They're worried about like people who are like that trans, black trans women are still being killed at a higher rate than like anybody else. They're worried about um, sterilization that's happening to indigenous women. Like, those are the real issues. But I do think it's, um, it gets tied hand in hand about, I do think, like, an element of bras should be talked about in feminism and equality. Sorry, more about equality and feminism because, like, who cares about, like, the terming and, like, finding a label for it? I really think, like, in the search for equality, it is important because I think that it is a small part or example that we can look at when it comes to autonomy. Because often we sit here and we talk about what we do and don't do and what we do and do do and don't want to do and how much we're doing things because of choice. But often you have a lot of people like it's not it's not something that I haven't heard of even when I was young and like going or like, you know, we were new to bras at that point. And you're still having people complain about how un uncomfortable they were at that point. And so it's like, if you're complaining about how uncomfortable it is, free yourselves. Actually, and I'm saying that not in like it's easy, but I'm saying like, wait a second. If we're saying that we're doing this action because we want to, but we're complaining about, you know, how much discomfort we're receiving from this action, free yourself. Ditch the bra. I'm telling you, I want I want to start a petition. I want my girlies, and I mean that in like the most non-gender conformity conformative way. I was talking to my friend the other day, and I was saying, guys, I need a new word. Like, I need a word for everybody that I can just be like. I don't want to say guys. Ew, how boring. 
I know people say comrade sometimes, but I'm like, guys, I'm sorry. I don't know how to like I want to like have a like a little card handout and be like, guys, when I say girlies, I really just like the word like it's not it's not because I meant girls. I'm not talking just the girls, but let me say free ourselves from the bras, girlies. But I love me a bralette. I love me a little tank top. I love me a crop top. Ask my family. They always question me. They're like, do you have any full size clothing? And I'm like, so I'm in the hottest stage of my life right now. I mean, mentally, maybe not always physically. And why should I limit myself? This is the time to to start strike out. This is the time to do as I please. So ditch the bra and live free. That's it. That's all for me, folks. <laughs> well, actually, no, literally, that's all for me, folks. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Um, I hope you enjoyed and I hope you tune in next time. Bye.